Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Let's jump into uh, the message. Uh, I already kind of gave you a heads up, but today I want to talk to you about being real. What does it look like to be real in your relationship with God? What does it look like to be real with him? What does it look like to be real in the relationship you have with the people that are sitting with you today? The relationships you have in spiritual family? Here's one for you. What, is it, what does it look like to be real with yourself? With where you're at in life? With where you're really at in your spiritual journey and your walk with God? What does it mean to be real? What does it look like to be real? I, I, I need to encourage you today. We're called to be real Christians. Not fake ones. Real in our relationship with him. Real with the people around us. Real with ourselves. A couple of weeks ago, we started talking around this idea. And we, we launched from the, the uh, we really talked around the story of Peter and the life of Peter. Um, Peter was crazy. Let's just all admit it. He was a risk taker. He was the only one who jumped out of the boat. Um, but he was bold. He was courageous. We looked at the two stories where Jesus comes and says, who do people say that I am? And all the disciples are saying all this stuff. And then Jesus hits them with, well, who do you say that I am? All 11 disciples go quiet. And they're like, oh, look, Peter will probably say something stupid here. Watch this. And Peter, <laughs> Peter, Peter steps up and he's like, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. He gets it right. He gets it right. And, and here, here comes Jesus. Can you imagine? Jesus goes, well, you know who I am. Now I'm going to tell you who you are. You're Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church. And he prophesies over him, and he encourages him. And I was telling Natalie's parents this last night. Like it was a, it took a lot for Peter to say that he was the Christ. We just read through stuff and don't really care. Like they'd been waiting for thousands of years for Jesus, the Messiah, to show up. Can you imagine waiting that long, and then all of a sudden a guy comes and he starts talking and t- telling you that that's who he is, and. He asked the question, and you're like, pretty sure God showed me this, but I'm about 99.5% sure. There's 0.5 of me that thinks I could really look dumb right here. That's what was happening. He's like, you're the Christ. He gets it right. And then the next story, he rebukes the Messiah. I love the order of the stories because it wasn't like Peter didn't know. It's like the writer wanted you to know he knew he was the Messiah when he did that dumb thing. <laughs> and he rebukes it, and he gets reprimanded by Jesus. And you could, you could look at uh, Peter's life and say a lot of things about him. I do believe he was bold. I do believe he was courageous. But more than anything else, the trait that I see about Peter is that he was real. Amen. He was just real. Like sometimes it wasn't as much that he was bold. He was just a naive some, some borderline dumb sometimes. <clears throat> but no matter what, what he was saying and doing, he was just real. You're the Christ, you're the Messiah. Didn't, he wasn't scared to get it wrong. Jesus, you ain't going to die, ain't going to let it happen. You're wrong about this whole future thing. Got it wrong, got corrected. He was just, everywhere he went, he just seemed to be, he just seemed to be real. And what, what I believe we learned from the life of Peter is that Because of his realness, there was something about his realness that attracted discipleship into his life. You want to know why Peter grew so much? You know why he he always got discipled? Because he was real. 
We see in both the stories. One, he got encouraged and prophesied to by Jesus. The other one, he got corrected. I would argue both are discipleship. Encouragement and correction is discipleship. Even the disciples around Peter, guess what? They got the benefit of him being real. They got to sit back and be like, oh, let's watch what he says. Oh, yeah, let's learn. And that realness attracted discipleship into his life. I'll say it this way. The level of discipleship we receive is determined by the level of our realness. The level of, if you want to grow, come on, raise your hand if you want to grow spiritually. <laughs> if you want to grow, it's going to take you being real. It's going to take you being vulnerable, raw, open. Peter never, he never hid. He never, he, he just, he just kind of put his beliefs out there for the whole world to see, even Jesus. And it's going to take us not hiding. It's going to take us being vulnerable. It's going to take us being super open and real with ourselves and with the people around us. So today I want to, I really want to focus that idea of being real. I want to focus it in on God, specifically with just like us and him. That sound good? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word, for this message. I pray that you would speak through me today. Holy Spirit, that you'd lead and guide us into all truth. Um, we, we, just by faith, choose for our hearts to be fertile soil right now. Good ground for this word to fall on. Good ground for the seed to fall. Like, it can change us. We just, we're vulnerable even right now. Change us, Holy Spirit. Let your word shape and mold us to look more like you. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. 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 Um, <clears throat> so, the last two messages I've preached... I just kind of gave you the rundown of the last one, but um, the one before that, I, I really talked about the power of our words, the power of declaration. You know, it's, hey, let the weak say I'm. All right, so and, and it, was, it was a faith, it's a, it's a message on really on faith, about how there's power in our tongue. It can, like, like the, the rudder of a ship directs the, the, the ship, so our, our mouth and our words actually can set the course of our life. And, and, if, and if we're headed one way, and this can, I'm not just talking about like your destiny. I'm talking about we're headed one way in our emotions when we wake up. We're going a place in our attitude. We're headed one way in the way that we think. We have this thing called our mouth and the power of our words that can redirect us and center us and move us towards the direction that God has called us to go. It's, it's, it's about faith. It's about opening our mouth and declaring things that aren't as though they were. It's about saying the opposite of our experience if it's not godly. Well, then the next week I preach on realness. What's realness about? Oh, I'm going to talk about where I'm really at. That's, I'm actually going to admit that I am weak. And the question becomes, how do you do both? Like, is it be real or is it be or have faith? Is this making sense? Like, how, how am I supposed to be real but also live by faith? How am I supposed to be real, but also open up my mouth and declare, like, how does this all work? And I gave you a great theological answer the last time, and I said, yes. Yes. But I, I started to meditate more on this over the, over the last week, asking the Lord, like, hey, really, what, how do we do this? What's the line between being real and living by faith? And he reminded me of the story of my, my son Jackson when he was four or five years old. We were in the backyard and we didn't really have much to do, so we started playing the roof game. How many of you know what the roof game is? 
Grab that tennis ball, grab whatever you got, you throw it on the roof, and you got to try and catch it, right? It's a great game. I'm going to play it this afternoon probably, all right? And, and we're, he's playing, and he, I, I think I introduced it to him for the first time in this moment. So he's playing, and um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm watching him. I'm trying to coach him because everything that he's showing me is saying, that's not my kid. <laughs> There's no way... There's no way that no athleticism, that this is what we have? Like, Lord, you want to talk about being real? I'll be real with the Lord. Like, really, God? Really, God. And he's just, if you've never played the game before, like, you got to judge the ball. He's just running around, misjudging it. If it does come, he ain't catching it. And I'm like, God help me right now in this moment. And I'm trying to help him. And he's in that age where he's like, I'm going to do it myself. So I'll never forget this moment. I just took a chair and I plopped it dead center in the, in the, in the yard. And I was like, uh, I literally told him, I was like, fine, if you don't want my help, I'll just sit here. I'll be here if you need me. And I just went straight dad mode on him, crossed my leg, crossed my arms, sat there and just watched him make a fool of himself. <laughs> and I, I won't tell you what I was saying in my head. All right. <laughs> Shocker, you didn't catch that one. Okay, um, <clears throat> and I, I'm sitting there, and after about five or ten minutes, he's practically sweating at this point, he finally comes to Dad. And he's like, Dad, will you help me? So I just start teaching him the roof game, right? You know, it's just, you got to have some skill, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to just let y'all laugh through that for a moment. <clears throat> but... I wasn't able to help him until he got real with the situation. He just, he needed a moment to work through his pride, really, and work through all that was going on and just get real. I'm not good at this. Dad probably knows what he's talking about and I need his help. And it was when he got real about what he was going through, it was when he got real that me as dad, I was able to infiltrate that situation and bring the wisdom that was needed. Bring the help that was needed. Obviously, you see where I'm going with this today. See, when it, when it comes to our relationship with God, when it comes to this balance of real or, or faith, well, I felt like what the Lord said to me, he said, it actually starts with you being real. How do you live this life? It starts with you admitting, I don't know what I'm doing. It starts with you admitting that I need your help in this situation. It starts with you admitting, I can't do this on my own. I'm not good enough. Dad, you're sitting in the lawn. I need your help. But he didn't stop there. He said, it starts with real, but it ends with faith. Start with real, end with faith is what the Lord showed me. Start with real, end with faith. Hear me today. <clears throat> You can walk around like you got it all going on all day long, even in your prayer time, in your talks with him, in your conversation, in your church life, all things. You can walk around thinking, I'm an expert at the roof game, but the truth be told, he, he won't get invited into your situation until you just get real. It starts with you going, help. And what actually happens when you get real with God <clears throat> is that in that realness, he actually is able to come into that very situation, that very emotion, that very thought, and he's actually, he's actually the one who brings the faith for the very thing that you're going through. 
Like, I want you to picture God, the God of faith. I want you to picture him uh, latched up to the faith you need for what you're going through. And when you get real, he grabs that faith and he brings it into your spirit. And it's in those moments where we, where we just get real with him that, oh, man, I, 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 I'm struggling, I'm hurt, I'm frustrated, I'm mad with you, God. Like, I don't understand why this isn't working out. And you just get super, super real. And then all of a sudden, if, if you've followed him long enough, you learn, okay, it's, it's, it's time to transition now from where I'm at to what you say. It starts with real, but it ends with faith. And all of a sudden, you begin to encourage yourself in the Lord. You let him encourage you. You let this word encourage you. You know, I love, <clears throat> I read this out of one of Steve Backlund's book. I talked about, a lot about him during our, the power of declarations. Um, he said, notice this, that that scripture didn't say, let the weak say, I'm not weak. He said, let the weak say. It wasn't about not admitting that you were something. It's not about not, not admitting that you're weak. If, for those of you who grew up Word of Faith, you know what I'm talking about. Because, you know, anybody ever heard the term negative confession? <laughs> that's a, well, that's a negative. You just said you were sick. Guess you're going to stay sick. God never said, never wanted us to detach ourselves from the reality of the situation. See, because in, the, in, in that, in, in, when you detach yourself from what's really going on in here and out here, your relationship and your intimacy with the Lord will suffer. Why? What is relationship without realness? What is relationship without realness? I would argue it's not really a relationship at all. It starts with, Lord, I'm, <clears throat> I'm kind of a mess right now. Lord, this whole season that we're in sucks. Come on, like you say the word stinks. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like, I don't like this season, God. I don't want to go through this. I've had, sometimes I just look, look at the Lord. Me and Natalie have said this to each other. Like, why is it so hard? What, what was up with this whole, like, God, you could have made it a little bit easier. Why does spiritual growth, like it, why does it hurt? Why is there such thing as pruning? You know, God, you had a choice when you created it this way. You could have, like, not made it like that. But what, what's the beauty of that? I'm being real with him. Now, I, 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 it's going to sound in some ways, well, no, it's not. I, <clears throat> I'm not saying that we dishonor. We disrespect him. We, there's still a holiness and an awe and a fear of God. I was talking to a guy after the service, and he was saying, you know, he was telling me a couple of stories. He said, and I love this. He said, you know, when you, when you start to get real with God, you better be ready for him to get real with you. And sometimes, 
in your realness, he'll say, enough of that. Some, some instances he'll say, um, stop questioning me. But he's not afraid of, he's not af- you learn something when you do that. Oh, I, I went too far. Sorry, God. You'll ne- but you'll never have that moment with him unless you bring the rawness and the realness to him. That's where it happened. That's where you learn. That's where you get discipled. This is what we, this is what we see in, in the life of David. In Psalms 22, if you have your Bible, you can turn there. He was a man that understood what it, he, he would start with real and he would end with faith all the time. He'd just get real. Look at verse, uh, verse 1. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, and am not silent. He's just being pretty honest here. God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? But notice where he transitions into verse 3. There's a reason this is in here. There's a reason this is in your Bible. He says, but you are holy, enthroned in, in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. Well, David's going through something. He feels like God is far away. If he definitely doesn't feel like God's faithful. And he's struggling. And then he goes, oh, but you've been faithful to my fathers and my father's fathers and a generation. You're going to be faithful to me. He starts with being real. And then at some point, he, just, he realizes, there, I'm going to transition into actually declaring the word of God over my life. You know, I, I remember this when I, I felt like I grabbed hold of this many years ago, just this idea of being real with God. Um, when I went, went to college, kind of got into a, a church that was very word of faith, and I am so thankful for that. Um, what I learned about the word and the power of my words and all that, I'm still carrying to this day. Um, but I, there was a moment when I started to get into this realness thing. And when I... F- when I first started to be real with God, um, it, I didn't feel like I was allowed to do it. Like, I believe many believers, and you may be one in here today, many believers wouldn't dare talk to God the way that David did. They wouldn't talk to him that way. And I'm telling you, if, if, you, if you'll get into this place of intimacy, let these words come out of your mouth. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's easy to read it, but when you're intimately talking to him and you say things like, why are you so far from me right now? It's like, am I allowed to do this? Is this okay, God? Sorry if it's not. going to keep going, I think. <clears throat> they wouldn't dare talk. Most people, they wouldn't even dare talk to him that way. And yet we see it time and time and time again in Scripture. The rawness and the realness of a real relationship with God. As I was thinking about this, I felt like the Lord gave me some humor in it. Um, (laughs) I wrote this down. Imagine if you talk to your spouse the way that you talk to God. Imagine if you talk to your spouse the way that you talk to God. Sounds something like, hey, babe, great to be with you today. I like you. You're great. Please fix our kids. Sorry if I made you mad. 
Bye. It's just like, you ain't getting any that night, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it is so robotic and religious. Sorry. If you're a junior high kid in here, you should have gone to junior high discipleship. And if you're another kid, you should have put them in kids' church, all right? This is the adult service. <laughs> I told you, we real around here. <clears throat> it just is like, but, but we talk to God like that. We t- I've, I, myself included. I will just, I will be in the middle of just turmoil or frustration or whatever I wake up with that day. And it's like I go to him and I, and I just start this religious talk. Like, I honor you, Lord. Thank you so much for today. And I feel like sometimes he's just sitting up there like, get done. Let's really talk. Oh, that's cute. But you're not really worshiping me right now because you're just mad. Let's talk about it. And, I, and, I, and I, think, I think there are times when you lean into that and there are times when you shut your emotions up and you praise. And like, ah, I'm not, we're not going to hang out in this. Lord, you deserve my praise no matter what right now. How do you know which one to do? That's why you have the Holy Spirit. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. Great news is you can't really mess it up. I wouldn't even be worried about if you're doing it right or not. Just start with being real. Starts with being real. Um, Jesus gave us the same example. I love when you can find Jesus actually doing this in Scripture. Where do we see Jesus being real? We see him being real in the Garden of Gethsemane. Here he is about to be crucified. He's about to be taken. He knows what's about to come. And he goes to pray. And what does his prayer sound like? desperation. He makes a statement. He says, God, if you can do this another way, that would be great right now. If you could take this cup of suffering from me, please do it. Oh man, how real. He even went as far as even, remember when he, he asked his disciples to pray with him and he prayed a little bit and he walked back and guess what they were doing? Sleeping. And he's like, really, guys, you couldn't just pray for a little bit longer? Like, this whole thing is coming to a big conclusion, like right now. You don't sense anything in your spirit to pray? You're going to fall asleep. Okay. He just real. He went back. He, he said, now, why, why can't you just, Lord, if you could take this from me. But what does he say next? Not my will, but your will be done. That was a big faith statement. How much faith does it take to say that? But not my will. Not my will as the son of God who has all power to stop this at any moment. Not my will, but your will be done. He started with real and he ended with faith. We see it again in scripture with Joshua and Caleb. They're sent out by Moses to go to the promised land and they're looking all around and they come back and they give a report. Notice that when they gave the report, we're not going to read it today, but notice that when they gave the report, they gave the real report. Like, hey, milk, check. Honey, check. Also giants, check. They didn't deny the giants. They're just like, hey, there's, it, it is everything that was promised. And there are giants in the land. And I did this both services. I'm going to read it. First 30. 
just, um, just verse 30. They come back and give a report, and then it says, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses. I believe this was a moment where it's like, all right, here's, here's, the, here's the real, here's the, you know, here's the doctor's report. This is what it says. Now everybody be quiet. Let's go up at once and take possession for we're able to overcome it. Didn't act like it wasn't there. He said, it's there and we're going to flip and win. Let's go. But the others didn't want to, did they? They got caught up. They let it affect them, let it affect the way they saw themselves and the people there. Starts with being real. Ends with faith. It ends with faith. I want to encourage you today to go on this journey. To go on this journey of being real with God. What does it look like? It looks like you asking questions like, Lord, I laid hands on that person and prayed for their healing and they didn't get healed. Why? Why? Why does it seem that all I'm reading this stuff in Scripture and yet I'm not experiencing it? Why? Question. Question him. Not his nature. Not, not, not who he is. Question his ways. Because, I, I, I'm, Lord, I'm, first of all, I believe what you say over my experience. So help me with the gap between your word and my experience. What, is it me? Is it, is it, is there more understanding that needs to come? Do I just need to, is it my faith? Is it, these are, hear me, they're dangerous questions. Want to know why people don't want to get real? Because they're dangerous. Because they're in some ways afraid of what they might find out on the other side. Man, what? It just, it's like it takes your faith and just grabs it and just... It just shakes it up. Like, do you really believe that? I mean, one of the things I've struggled with personally in my life is just a uh, experiencing the, the tangible presence of God. Having an, and I've had some, but like just feeling his presence or whatever, that, that has been a struggle for me for most of my life. <clears throat> Why? Why everybody else crying and getting touched and falling over and I'm standing there like the Statue of Liberty? Just stone cold, like, Lord, I'm, I want you to. What? What's up? Is it me? Is it you? Is it real questions? Realness with him. It's in those moments that, man, you, I just, I feel like God's like, oh, here we go now. That's my, that's my boy now. Let's really talk about this. Let's, let's dive in here. Let me into that place in your heart. What, what, what is God doing? Why does he want you to be real? Well, number one, because he came for one reason, relationship. Ultimately, the reason is because he loves you and he wants relationship with you. And he wants every part of you he wants every part. He wants, it, he wants the parts that believe really strong here, and he wants the parts that, uh, I'm not really sure about this. 
Where, where, I'll just ask you the question, like, where are you willing to go with him? Because I believe this. You can be a real, you can be real with him and you can live by faith too. You can be real and live by faith. You can be real and live by faith. And finding the sweet spot in there, it's like where the juice is. And there are seasons where you get really, really, really real. And then there are seasons where you get really, really, really faith. <clears throat> and I really, I believe this message was all about, more about being real than anything else. But I, I, I believe we're at a place now where it's like, okay, where, where are you at? Do, should you, should, from this point forward, should you start siding more with the real side or should you actually start siding more with the face side? Some of you in here, the whole real thing, you got it down. Some of y'all are thinking like, ooh, I wish somebody would come and hear me pray. I tell God everything. I get, I get, I get weird real. <clears throat> and it's like you, you, you have that. Maybe it just came to you naturally. I would argue with you today. Hey, what about the faith side? Do you ever transition from your realness to faith? Do you start with real and end with real, or do you start with real and end with faith? When you come out of your, your see, our prayer life has got to start looking like I'm going to start with real, but I'm going to end with faith. I'm going to come up out of my quiet time, come up out of my ministering to you and him to me. I, I should come up out of it with more faith. He's encouraging you. You're encouraging that that's where it should go. And then some of you might be on the faith side. Man, I've faithed it and honestly faked it for a while now. And I, I, need, to, I need to get over there into the realness. I want to encourage you, wherever you're at, take a step the other way. Take, this, take a step into the place that you've never been. You'll learn something about you. You'll learn something about him. Real relationship, amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.